nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So everybody, welcome back to the Matter of Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. And I have my man for you, Captain Khaled. Now, this is an interesting story. I, do, I haven't talked about wisdom a lot, but it's one of those platforms that I do speeches on and Captain does as well. And um, just say, by the way, I'm going to call him Captain through the whole episode to so just get used to it. Uh, but I he came on one of my talks and he shared some brilliant information with me. And his story is so inspiring that I have to, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but he has overcome some tremendous health issues by making some really i would say small changes some for some people maybe big changes but making some changes in his life and i'm gonna have him explain that to you but you really need to listen to this episode because what he's sharing or he's going to share is going to be absolutely brilliant i mean his story i was jaw dropped after talking to this guy and i said you know what i don't usually do this but I need you on my podcast. Like my audience need to hear from you. And luckily he agreed and here he is. And of course, I'm going to have a hack of the episode for you, right? And he really, he breaks it down very brilliantly as well. How can we change bad habits and how is it connected to our value system? He's, you heard me talk about my value, value system. You've heard me talk about mo- motivation and willpower and discipline. And we've tied all those things in, but the way he explains it, is absolutely brilliant. And with that being said, enough of me. Let's welcome Captain Cal to the show. Hey, Cap, how you doing? Good, good, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. The honor is all mine, my friend. The honor is all mine. And with that being said, tell my audience about yourself. Well, I was just going to maybe start right away by the same thing that you started, which is how... Uh, we can change bad habits and how it's connected to our value system. Um, and so, okay, so I'm Captain Khaled. Uh, I'm a keynote speaker, a spiritual leader, uh, chief consultant of KA Consultants, which guides business leaders on performance enhancement uh, through behavioral uh, intelligence and change. So that's what I do. That's absolutely fantastic, man. Like, I, but I think you're, you're not, I think you're telling yourself short a little bit. By the way, everybody know we're going to, you guys know me by now. I keep the hack of the episode towards the end. So I just kind of let him know you're about to start with it. I was like, no, no, let's, let's move it towards the end. So that's my doing y'all, y'all, you guys can all get mad at me for that. That's, a, that's not Cap's fault. That's just me being, you know, how my, my show runs. So just kind of let know, him off the hook, let him off the hook for that. But can, can I say this though? Because what happened was I actually, you know, went through this and it's like it's having an opener and a closer at the same thing <clears throat> so that it actually guides. So from that spirit, I was going to do that. But no, hey, let's let's go ahead and and take it, the, you know, the way you're going. So let's go ahead. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. So with that being said, this this made this they made this the opener. Why and when did you begin to focus on improving your health? Oh, wow. I talked to you about this, and it was actually once I was vacationing with my wife in uh, Europe, and it happened to be that we were going from one city to another in uh, Germany, and that trip was like two and a half hours long, but I actually had to stop to go to the toilet like five times. That's just too much, and you know, that had me starting to think what's going on there's something that not good going on something wrong really so what i did was i went ahead and uh, you know cut even cut the uh, vacation short and went back home and uh, decided to go and see the doctor 
And boy, <laughs> the doctor goes, he goes, you know what? I want to, I want you to get me this, uh, your, your blood, uh, you know, uh, uh, report. So I want to see everything. But then the one number that stands out so big was my uh, HbA1c. And it was huge. <laughs> I mean, for me at the time, mind you, I didn't even understand what that meant. I didn't understand the numbers. I didn't understand what's good, what's bad. But it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was 6.5. So 6.5, I think, uh, Norado, you know uh, a little bit about the, the you know, this number. I mean, yeah, the normal that's... number between 4.5, I think, and, and 5. Right, and so you're I more pre-diabetic. You're leading. You're basically diabetic at that point. That's exactly what the the doctor said, and so for me, it was like it was a scare. It was it was a big scare because, guess what? I love uh, working out. I love to move. I love to walk. Uh, but then it wasn't exactly. There was something. I guess there was something wrong at the time. You know that. I had to go through the scare. And sometimes, you know what? I think scares come in for a very good reason. And scares are scares only so much so that they actually make us stop and think, but not more than that. Now, if we don't take any decisions, then obviously the scares are there just to, you know, dip us down. And that's not how it is. And that's now the human body is made in such a way that it gives you all those alarms. So this was no more than an alarm. No, I love the way you say that. It's an alarm. I didn't even think about that, but it is an alarm. And how you respond to that alarm is very important. And we don't get into that when we get into the hack, right? But it is an alarm. And a lot of times we get the alarm and we say, you know what, let's just hit the snooze button. So just give me some pills or something so I don't have to deal with this anymore for a little while. And just hit the snooze button on that alarm right? Instead of ad actually addressing it and maybe, I don't know, turning it off by making the right lifestyle changes. But you have something on tip of your tongue that you're going to share. Go ahead. Oh, I'll tell you what. I, I remember when I was so young, I, I never liked uh, pills, for instance. And I, I, I mean, I really didn't like them. And <laughs> funny thing is my elder brother, he takes pills like he takes, uh, you know, candy like every day, every two days. But for me, it's not. So that's, I think that's one thing that was there with me uh, way back when that prevented me from just going and saying, because yes, you're right. Most people say, well, they don't only succumb to that. They actually say, okay, well, I don't want that. I, and I want my lifestyle. Here's the thing. I want my current lifestyle. And why do I want that? Because I cannot change it so easily. These are all the things that come into our minds, but they are all limitations. They are limiting factors, no more. The thing is, we take them as real. We take them as facts. We don't stop and think that whatever we label as a fact is a fact. And so, yes, we can do so many things. And one of them is, is this, stop and think. Even before saying yes or no to the pills, stop and think. I love that, stop and think. I The episode right before this, um, I had Louie and Alec on here from the Unfiltered Show. And we're telling them that when you walk into a gym, right, you see someone who's really fit and two different people. One person may look at the, the fit person and say, you know, they're they, they they must be taking steroids. They they just they work out too much. And you to make all these assumptions. You never talk to the person before. You just feel like you would never be able to accomplish what they have. So you just make up every excuse in your head why this person is apparently doing something wrong with their life. And then somebody else may walk in and see that same person and say, that person must be disciplined. I would like to do what they do. Same, you looked at the same person, but the responses to that person is absolutely different. So when you, when you have that response and you make that assumption, then do you ask yourself exactly what you just said? Why are you making those assumptions? Why do you feel like if I'm in a situation where I don't feel well, or I have a health issue, I have to just take something for it. Or if I'm going to take something for it, will I create a plan to get off it? Or am I going to be on this for the rest of my life with maybe three, four, five different things? And just like you said, taking pills like, like Skittles at certain point 
because you'd have no that's the only way you can actually survive in life right yes so, and i think yeah i think you touched on a very important point it, even from from my side from my point of view is this you know when you said these uh two different people come in and one of them has this mindset and the other one it, they're both they are mindsets at the end of, end of the day but i say it is really the control of the thought that's all i say I say that if you control your thoughts, how do you control your thoughts? If they are conducive, you don't need to control them. But normally, you would want to control bad thoughts. You'd want to stop them. The thing is, if I run, uh, allow them to run wild, then obviously, you know, it only makes sense that, you know, I don't need to do that much. You know, I'm I'm okay. I'm within my comfort zone. And by the way, here's the thing, the interesting thing. The comfort zone, I see it, is not a physical comfort zone, even though people see it as that, but that's the that's the um, the outcome of the inner comfort zone, which is a thought comfort zone, imagine. Mm-hmm. So a thought is a thought. It's free. It's easy. It has no weight. It has no bounds. It has no assumptions. You just stop. And think, and how about that? You tailor your thoughts. But again, most people don't do that because of conditioning, because of conformity. That is uh, historical conditioning and actual and daily conformity. That's why we don't do that. So I watch cartoons. I I watch a lot of cartoons. I love cartoons. Not anime, but like cartoons that I used to watch when I was like 10 years old. I love cartoons. And um, when you were talking about the thoughts, something came to my mind when this one kid, his parents wanted him to read. And then he said to his parents, reading requires focus. And my brain ain't having none of that because monkeys running the zoo. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, that's really true, though. Like, you know, like monkeys running the zoo. You just let them run wild all over the place. And you don't really control, have full control of your thoughts. And we can get into my morning routine and all that stuff. I'm not going to dive too deep into that right now. My my audience already knows about it but i have certain morning routines that helps me with that um and having a proper morning routine can really be beneficial for your life but i want to talk more about you again cap because we're talking about the a1c we're talking about being diabetic and i want you to tell the audience first of all what we are a1c before now and exactly or around where it is right now oh wow uh, okay so I was going to talk about the, the steps that I uh, had to do. But then uh, if you want me to talk about that, I'll do that. I went from 6.5 HbA1c to 4.5 HbA1c. I want to stop you right there. Yes, I want to stop you right there. That I really I want you to say that specifically. I really want you to just answer that piece because then we're going to talk about the steps. So tell me one more time. Tell my audience again, just so they understand what changes you made. What were the numbers? Well, I said from 6.5 HbA1c going down to 4.5 HbA1c, mm-hmm. and that itself, uh, honestly, I didn't even have a number in mind. I knew that when I first heard this number from my doctor, he didn't even give me the number. I mean, I mean, it was a number on the uh, report. So you know, because I'm not used to that. Remember, before then. I didn't even look at that number. I didn't even think I would be diabetic or I can't be diabetic. So when he looked at it, he says, oh, you, you're already into diabetes. So go ahead and you need to start, you know, uh, your medication. And we need to have you start within maximum one week. And I was like, stop. You know, what is the number? So he goes, it's, it's 6.5. And so what is 6.5? He goes, anything above six is you're into diabetes. And so you need to control it. And then I thought, no, I think I can. This is exactly what I said to him. I said, I think I can control it and take it down. And he actually laughed. Mm. He did. And, and I think I think he's not he's not wrong in laughing because of what? Well, you know, he smiled. He didn't laugh. But I can understand why, because he had so many people that he saw in his career that probably 99% minimum, I wouldn't say maximum, minimum, meaning it could be uh, more than likely 100% of the people that came to him ended up having, uh, you know, medications. 
and they lived off of those medications all their lives. And for me, I said, no. Then I remember at the time, I do remember, I said, you know what? I always wanted to reduce my waist size. So here's what I did. I said, I'm not going to go and look at my HbA1c. I'm going to go. I was 38 inch waist. I want to go down and reach uh, 32. That's what I said, 32. And that's what actually put me on this whole thing on, you know, my point here is that, you know what, if you, what is success? Success is really uh, progressively moving towards a worthy ideal. For me, this was the worthy ideal. I wanted to reach that 32. So, so can you see that? I didn't talk about the sugar. I talked about how I can actually look like. And so I took that because it's part of my self-image. And I thought that's the way to go. And that's how I went about it. I love so, it. You know, working in my field, I talk to, of course, exp experts, and we talk about, you know, chemistry and biology and so on and so forth. But what kind of gets me is when I talk to individuals who are not knowledgeable in the field, and they now everyone is a chemist, everyone wants to read a study, or everyone wants to do this. And I'm not saying that's not that's bad. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do your own research. I'm not saying that. However, we get so caught up in basically becoming biochemists, even the way we talk about our foods. We look at something, we're like, how much fat, carbs, and protein does it have? Like, you know, we just, instead of actually having an experience with the food. So I, I, I like your twist. I like the way you're doing it as far as you're focusing on what you're trying to accomplish. And you're going to put the steps in to get that done. I really wanted to, and I know that I was hammering that to death, basically. I wanted to hear the numbers over and over and over again, because I want my audience to really understand what a significant change that is from so 6.5 to 4.5. Now, that's going to lead me to my next question that I want you to add to it is what changes did you first make to help you to get there? Well, before I say that, I'm going to say that I went from 38, not to 32, but to 31. And so it was even better. And so when, and the first thing I did was, you know what? I was just coming back from the doctors and I thought, uh, what can I do to start now? Because at the time I, I did walk, I did, you know, some runs, but then I thought, no, 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 no. What's it going to be? Because see, I wanted to do something that sticks, something that I can live with. I mean, I didn't want this to be one time thing. And then I go back again where I started. I wanted to make this as a lifestyle. And so therefore, what I did was, I thought, okay, what could be a lifestyle? So, okay, here we go, without, without hammering myself all around. So I thought, okay, I'll start maybe with um, um, counting my steps. So I didn't even have a step counter. And then I, I thought, you know what? All, all phones come with them. So that's what I'm going to do. So I started. And then when I started, the first number that was there, not by me, by, by by the app itself, was 2,000. It's like, you know, it's starting you to get somewhere. So I went with 2,000. And I stuck 2,000 steps per day for about a week. And then my competitive persona kicked in. And it says it said to me, no, you don't do that. Every day you should add more. And just, just worry about that. How much more? Leave that aside. Really. And so I thought, yeah, why not? And so I kept recording. Obviously, I had the records of every day. So when I, after that week, I thought, okay, I'm not going to go for uh, 2,500. I'm going to go for 3,000. So I went for 3,000. And then two days went by, 3,000. Then I said, no, I can't do more. So 4,000. And then at that time, this thing kicked in and I said, you know what, uh, since I'm looking at it from a uh, lifestyle point of view, why don't I do this? I'll cut it into pieces, this daily walk and the daily steps. So first thing in the morning, I wake up normally and I sit down and I watch some, some TV or some episodes or even sometimes read in the morning uh, before 7 a.m. Then I thought, you know what? I can do that in my living room and, and start something on YouTube or anything like that and walk around. And did you know, I actually, at that one day, 
I decided to not stop. It took me over an hour and a half and then maybe two hours. Actually, I, I made 2,000 steps in the morning before seven. That's the, that's the beginning. So then I had so much more time to do that. So then I went ahead and decided, okay, let me go and change some of my meetings. Instead of doing them, sitting down, I'd actually go and, you know, talk to people and walk around in the office. And I did. And then that wasn't enough. And then I thought, you know what? I'll go to a mall or go to a place outside when it's when it's uh, good weather and finish my calls there. And then I added also emails, all the emails that I don't need to look, you know, and have so many other things to, to do or, or write any notes. So I did all those emails. Before I know it, I went from 2,000 to 3,000 to 5,000 to 10,000. You know what? One time I reached 30,000 and I thought I can do more. <laughs> and and then and that's exactly when I decided, you know what? 35,000 is good enough. And I did. And I, I it was just you ask me how many hours a day? I'd say between 4 to 5 hours. And it's speed walk, mind you. Speed walk. But it changed the whole thing about me. You know, my sugar cravings went away. I don't know them. My, my, you know, every, and here's the thing. I said success is about moving progressively towards a worthy ideal, right? So I wanted the, I wanted the 32, for instance, the waist size. So in time, I was able to wear 36 and the 38 was big. And then slowly, I could wear any of the 38s because they are so loose. I had to buy new ones and I bought 34 and I was happy with that. And so in time, and I didn't buy many because I thought, you know what? This is temporary. Let me do this. Let me do this. So I did. So in time, I cannot believe the point, the time that I went and bought jeans with size 31. And you know what is is that's such a fantastic story. I, I I love your breakdown for that. I'm sure people were like on the edge of their seats, like how many steps did he get to? Like how many steps did he get to? But I I love the way you started it by saying that you wanted to do something that was permanent, not temporary. Mm-hmm. I love that start. That's absolutely fantastic. And then you're like, you know, you started at two thousand. Because that's what they said for you. Then you realize I can increase and I can increase. And then you got to the point where you're like, okay, this is enough. This is what I need. I don't need to go much further than that. And I want to break down a little bit of science behind it too, because you also talk about the craving piece. And this is something that I've talked to many people on, or even groups that I've counseled on the importance of walking and type zone one, zone two training, is that one of the biggest mistakes that we make when we are trying to lose weight is that we do too much high intensity workout and high intensity done in zone three or zone four it puts stresses on your body which are not bad your body needs to know how to respond to stress and improves your cardiovascular system however done in excess allows the body to crave more carbs for use unless you may be a keto athlete which i don't think most people listening to podcasts aren't right so you put yourself in that section where you actually need more carbs. If you think about it, when you're working at a high intensity consistently, your body, you, your body uses your body thinks you're in danger, basically, because you're, you're always your heart rate is going fast, your cortisol is high, your adrenaline is high, and then your body responds to that by asking for carbs and sugars. So if you're struggling with your cravings, doing high intensity all the time is not a smart idea. And if it, if you're struggling with sugar cravings now, when you train in a zone one, zone two, which will be walking, slow jogging, speed walking, now you're promoting fat oxidation, which is your body breaking down fat for energy, right? You're also keeping your heart rate a more steady. You're also keeping your cortisol and adrenaline steady. And that's something that we are designed as humans to do more often. Think about it um, from an ancestral background. Our ancestors didn't run around all the time just for fun of it. They ran because they had to run away from a lion or a bear or a tiger, right? Or whatever was chasing them, right? 
But most of the time they walked around and they lift heavy things. That's what we're designed to do as human beings, right? And that's what I teach my clients to mimic. And that's what you did. Movement, movement, movement. I always say, you know, they say a body in motion stays in motion. A metabolism in motion stays in motion. So not only are you promoting fat oxidation where you're breaking down fat more, fat from the food you eat and also from your own body fat, but because your body, your, your adrenaline and your cortisol are staying constant, your body doesn't think you're in danger. You're in more of a parasympathetic state. You're going to be less likely to crave sugars. So just so so adding that into your routine, if you're if I say if you're if you're craving sugars, that's something you're struggling with. Just changing how you train can be beneficial with that. Now, do you want to do high intensity? Yes. I do my high intensity, my my sprints about two days a week. And that's it. The rest of my workouts are heavy lifting or calisthenic kind of workouts. Because I to so I can have that balance. Now I've also talked to younger people who love to lift weights and they have terrible, terrible cardiovascular health. And they say, Oh, I hate running, I hate swimming, I hate this. I said, that's also a problem because you also want to have good cardiovascular health. Because trust me, getting at my age, it's not easy trying to come from bad to like I injured myself and I had to take a couple months out and I have to train myself back up. It took a while for me to get back to where I am right now. It's not as easy as when I was in my 20s. So there's a fifth. So you don't want to get rid of it completely, but too much of a good too much of any good thing can become a bad thing. So I but I but I love your story. That's absolutely fantastic, man. And thank you for sharing that. Can I tell you about this narrative? Here's here's the biggest thing that really happened to me in my life with, with this in this journey is that I came to a point where I actually stopped thinking about what to consume, what not to consume. Really. And it was like it was it was like when I went to parties and they brought anything, I had anything I wanted, absolutely anything I wanted. I mean, I, but it did not I did not have that like craving of having more. It was like capped, you know, without me stopping myself. That's mm-hmm. that's the, the main thing. I did not stop myself from anything. It was just there. It was just on auto, you know? And so, oh, my sleep went so much better, so much better for sure. And also I started doing something which uh, before it was was a little hard for me, but I did that, which is fasting, intermittent, intermittent uh, fasting. And I didn't do it. See, most people do it to lose weight, right? But for me, I did it after losing the weight. And so I didn't do it because of any specific purpose, but I just felt like doing it. And I'll tell you this, it was good for me. I didn't feel it. I mean, it was just, it was just normal. And and I think it's, I think it's because maybe uh, my blood sugar was accumulating before then. But then now, after doing this exercise, I think it's 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 really moving the sugar and breaking it down in my blood so that you know I can just use it anytime I want. And so, I really feel that uh, the uh, intermittent fasting helped me also a lot. But Definitely. it was so easy, so easy to do. It does, and I want to touch on those two things as well. From pro- so, like yesterday, I went to. I'm primarily a keto athlete. I eat, I'm in ketosis most of the time, but I do cycling carbs because I want to keep my ability to burn carbs well. Also, yesterday I went to my cousin's restaurant and I had, um, it's a Jamaican restaurant. Everybody knows by now I'm Jamaican. Yeah, man. And yeah. I, we actually don't talk like that. They actually get, I, the movie Cool Runnings gets on my last nerves because we actually <laughs> don't talk. I think every Jamaican that I know who born and grew up in Jamaica can't stand that movie. But yeah. Anyway, I haven't seen it by the way. <laughs> you haven't? Yeah, it's it's a nice movie, but it's like it's 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 just so stereotypical. It's it's yeah, unreal. Oh yeah. So it's uh I went to this restaurant and I had um my meat and vegetables that I usually have, and I had a couple a couple spoonfuls of rice. And that was kind of it for me. And I don't really eat rice that often, right? But I needed to carb up a little bit, so I had some rice to increase my glycogen source. But it was like I had it and that was enough. Like my body was like, that was it, right? Because the same thing. I've I've talked to people who say, again, with the willpower thing, they say, you know what? Maybe I'm struggling 
with eating the right foods because I have a willpower issue. I said, no, you don't have a willpower issue. You have a gut issue. Your body will tell you what you want to eat when you feed it what you're supposed to feed it because we have bacteria in our bodies that we have to feed. And if you have the right bacteria, you'll crave the right thing. So that's the first thing. The second thing I want to touch on is, I know you have something to say, so I'll let you add on when I'm finished with this part, is intermittent fasting. Is So what essentially happens is when you're constantly training like this, and that's why it's important that I always mention zone one, zone two training, your body becomes more fat adapted. When your body becomes more fat adapted, not only will you break down food from the fat that you're um eating, but also from your own body fat, which is fat oxidation. So when you now at that time, you can fast because when you're fasting, instead of your body asking for sugars, your body is breaking down its own body fat for energy that's why i fast as well so and i explained that to people as like you know into with intermittent fasting is not something you need to jump into especially if you're a sugar burner because if you're a sugar burner you're gonna you can you can have your blood sugar is gonna drop if you, especially if you're type 2 diabetic or underlying health issue you want to be very careful because you know your body is not adapted to that but once you become fat adapted your body is going to have that mechanism to say okay i'm not eating right now Let's break down some body fat that I have to do it. Think of it from an ancestral standpoint. Our ancestors used to basically get fat in the summer months or the warm months, right? Because that's when warm vegetables would, um, you know, when vegetables, no, I'm sorry, vegetables, fruits and fruits would be more available. And then in the colder months, they would be in ketosis quite often to break down their own body fat as use. So we even, we're designed, we're actually designed to do that. That's why keto, that's one reason why keto should be a part of your lifestyle as well, if you can tolerate it. So again, those are, by making the changes that you made, your body biologically is now able to do the things that it's supposed to do initially. Mm. Yes. Um I think it was, for me, uh, you know, the one thing that I can remember uh, very distinctly is the mood swings. I had mood swings all the time. And I know that when I went through that, through the whole process, and then after that, after um, fasting also, that's one of the first things that, you know, really, really changed my whole um, living because it actually took away that mood, those mood swings that I had all the time. And trust me, I mean, those mood swings, when, you, when you're in business, you don't want those because they, <laughs> they, they're very bad for business. I'll tell you that. They're very bad for business. Whether you're talking to, uh, to a, an employee or you're talking to a, a customer, it's the same thing. I mean, it's, you know, you need to hold yourself together. And mood swings uh, don't allow you to do that. And uh, imagine this. It's all because of the extra sugar that you have in your bloodstream and is not coming out. That's it. Now, it's, it's, it's almost an oxymoron. I mean, here we go. It's, it's sugar that you have in your bloodstream, but you don't have enough to use. Therefore, you go and use intake more to use it. So, yes. So, you have to actually take more externally to burn, to use, but the internal stuff is being packed all over the your way your you know your middle section and all other sections right and uh it's fascinating it's fascinating and and i know uh since in in your field i'm sure you've seen so many people but i was gonna just ask you this question really and this is just for you because you're in the field here you know how many people have you seen that you know they can do obviously there's no difference between one or the other but they're not being able to do the workout or to get into this shape change or or weight change because of something that they have in their thought system. So that's a tough question because I only take certain types of clients and I go through an initial sit down talk with my clients before I actually take them. So when they're on board um, I would say they're already mentally they're there where they're supposed to be. And I usually spend the first month working on that those aspects as well, those transformational things. But if I had to throw a number on there, I would say that every person that I've come across who has not reached their goals is because of those issues that they struggle with is because of it's a, it's a it's not a willpower issue they think it's a willpower issue but it's really is a value issue that's we're going to get into in a moment that's 
usually it's a character thing. It's your, you've been trained and taught to think a certain way. And it's not always your fault. You've been trained and taught to think a certain way for so long. And you just keep thinking that way. And if you don't work on, as you say, working on those thoughts, controlling those thoughts, you know, the, like my man Sam Lid would say from uh, from the Fearless Now show, he was like understanding presence and, you know, getting into the quiet and working on those things. You're always going to be stuck in that cycle up. You feel like you can't do it. You can't do it. It's too hard. You know, somebody else just has good genetics and then you just get stuck in that wheel over and over and over again. So that's the way I would answer that actual question. And that's why also it's good to, to, especially in the beginning, to have a trainer who understands all those things, who has a transformational experience or is certified in transformational coaching along with the physical, along with the nutrition. That way you can get the complete experience. Well, I'll tell you when you said that now, and I, I love to hear that from you because that's your field. Because I've seen uh, many um, uh, experts in the field. And I go to them and I want them to help me. And this is way back when. And my wife even was saying the same thing. And she comes one day, for instance, and she goes, well, my trainer said that you have to do this and you have to pressure yourself. And, and then I stopped and I said, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Pressure yourself? I mean, it's, this is this is you and that's her, right? Two different people. I mean, does she live your life? Does she know, what's your, you know what your, uh, your uh, lifestyle is? Does she know what you like, what you dislike? I mean, there are many things that play a role. And so I think what you touched on is extremely important, which is the trainer, the expert that knows how to deal with these things early on to actually make the difference. Because otherwise, otherwise you'll have someone who comes in and then in, in no time, either they would think that they're a failure or they would think that you're a failure. And it's neither. It's actually because there's, you know, it's like almost like looking for a fit. But in finding that fit, you need to be open to that. And I love that, you know, you have that because you know what drew me into this uh, conversation and even the last time we talked was this, your openness to the other side of things as opposed to only coming and working out and just pushing it, you know, and just getting the... Uh, the, uh, that weight down somehow because it's going to come up if you if you do it wrongly it's going to come up in no time in no time and you said it from the beginning it being a permanent change i've heard this before from trainers say uh it's a it's it's a it's a lifestyle what they say it's not a it's not a habit it's a lifestyle or something to that nature but even people who say that don't understand what that means because they're thinking about it from their standpoint of okay you've been like this for 10 15 years you don't really understand what it's like anymore to start from the ground up, right? And you often remind yourself that for people start from the ground up, it's a completely different experience. And that's when listening is important and really putting your being empathetic in those shoes so you can really help that person. But I think also I've seen this happen. People mix between receiving services of different kinds. For instance, they go to get a service which is like from a restaurant or from a, I don't know, I mean, many different services, an airline, whatever. You know, they they think that, okay, it's it's this service provider's job to have that done and to be done correctly, right? But in this case, no, you need to be there and you need to be there fully, 100%, and you need to be ready for it. Because if you're not, and, and I've seen so many people do that. They really think that, oh, the trainer, that's their job to make me do so and so and, you know, to get to this point. But that's not true. No, you have to be the CEO of your own bodies, period. Right. And like that's that. and that's perfect. And now this is going to set us up into what we almost gave away from the beginning. Again, don't babe, don't big cap, blame me for it, you know, so, you know, you can write it, write it in the comments and yell at me all you want or just DM me on Instagram. But we have the Hackett episode. But before I go to the Hackett episode. Everybody know that I want to talk about perform. Perform is my favorite amino acids that I use. They're absolutely fantastic. See, their products are 100% science-backed, built on amino acid technology that was first funded by NASA and further refined through rigorous research and independent clinical trials. 
They're actually made from AminoCo, which I think is a fantastic company. See, they have determined the precise blends of amino acids to help you to become stronger, heal faster, reduce age-related declines, and improve your overall metabolic health. You should know I've talked about that so much on my show. So yes, I'm going to tell you about Perform today, even though I also use Heal, which is another fantastic product, and I'll tell you about that on the next episode. It's an essential amino acid-based formulation designed to improve muscle performance during exercise, enhance mental clarity and concentration, reduce fatigue and dehydration, and minimize recovery times. See, Perform is designed to boost athletic performance by increasing peak physical strength and endurance while improving focus and concentration. I'm telling you, this takes you to the next level. Their formulation is absolutely brilliant. I use it in my workouts. I use it, I use perform before and during my workouts. And then I use heal post-workout for recovery. And the way they formulated their stuff, it's it's so amazing. And you will feel a difference in how you work out. You'll feel a difference in it, in your endurance. You'll feel a difference in your strength and you want to take it to that next level for an athlete. Definitely look into it. Now, here are some um, clinical results, right? 20% increase in the exercise completed, 22% increase in endurance, 11% increase in peak performance during exercise, 10% improvement in cognitive function during exercise. And I use the all natural flavor, which I think I would recommend more than any other. And I think it tastes fantastic. So the website is aminoco.com slash Zico Health. And guess what? 30% discount. You know I'm going to have something fantastic for you, right? 30% discount off all their amino acid supplements. Again, Perform is my workout one. Heal is my post-workout. Absolutely banging. Check them out and get your discount. And of course... The website's going to be in the show notes and the description of the episode. And with that being said, now we get to the hack of the episode. So for me, Cap, break down how can we change bad habits and how is it connected to our value system? Hmm. Very good question. And uh, you see, we are we humans are very much connected to our self-image. Now, the self-image is actually set when we were between five and eight years old, way back when. Now, it's important for each one of us to actually go back and find out those triggers because we, we each one of us has their own set of triggers, but we need to go back and find out our triggers that actually trigger our uh, limitations, current limitations. You know, sometimes you would, maybe find uh, the uh, worry about scarcity, yeah? And uh, sometimes it's about maybe a, an abundance mindset. And, and here's an oxymoron for you. You know, when, when it comes to food, for instance, there are people who probably didn't have enough food when they were young. And, you know, like they saw that food is a luxury. And so when they grow up, uh, that uh, scarcity... Uh, uh, modulation makes them think that you know if they get food if they're well fed even overfed they actually uh, are a, in a better stage and that's that's very good for their self image that means they're they're better off if you will now that same thing can be taken differently where you know it's like when you have enough when you have more food you know when you when you want to get some things done you need to have more food and therefore this mindset goes around food. This is for some people. And that's actually, that's a very, very bad trigger. And the thing is, you can't fix it by just going and changing, uh, or or as uh, Norado just uh, said, which is um, go for, um, uh, what do you say now? Um, willpower. Here we go. Willpower is very limited. So as creatures of habit, these habits really form within 21 days or a little bit more so what we need to do is we need to make sure that when we come to replace a habit we need to make sure we replace it with another one otherwise if it's 
remains empty, it will creep up again and it will come back with vengeance. And what I want to say about making a change, making a dent in your life, in this case here, it's about uh, walking, it's about uh, weight loss or weight, uh, you know, um, having a better weight, having looking better, is this. It's called the stoplight analogy. You know the stoplight on the roads? Red, amber, green. So here's what I say. Why are they there? I mean, we never think about it. I mean, obviously, red so that you stop, and then amber to get ready and go, and then green, go. But you know what? That's exactly the same thing. Nothing that humans bring about comes out of thin air. It has to be something that they have lived through, but only this time they had uh, colors. And they happen to be in this uh, sequential order. So red meaning stop, you know, wherever you are now, right now, stop and think. What is it that you need to do? What is a decision that you need to make? But you need to stop. And what do you stop? You stop all the bad thoughts, like the two people that are walking into the gym and, you know, each one of them has their own view. Well, this is what you do. You stop those bad thoughts. No one wants to, to stop good thoughts, but stop the bad thoughts. That's number one. Number two, start thinking. That's the amber. Start thinking about which way you want to go. So all you have to do, really, all you have to do is look at that person and say, not I want to be like that person. I am going to be like that person. That's it. It's a decision. And that's all you need to do. And then green, go. How do you go? Well, you know what? Take it step by step. Just like I, what happened with me. What happened with me was the stoplight came in at the doctor's office when he says, you have to go and take your pills. Now, that is part of the normal psyche, which is the 95% of people. That's conditioning, really. And that is just take the pills and remain the same way. That's the point here. Remain however you were. But no, stop. That's where I had my stoplight. Stop. Think. Stop all the bad things. No, I don't need to take the pills to get better. Then the amber. What should I do now? Oh, maybe I should start by doing these steps, you know, and looking for my phone and just starting. And then go. I didn't think I would ever, really, honestly, reach 35,000 steps per day. No way. <laughs> even the 2000, I didn't know. I mean, remember, before doing something, you don't even know. I didn't know what is a 2000. So I had to start. And then I remember doing it in the house and thinking, okay, when is it going to click? When is it gonna, When am I going to reach the 2000? But in time, I, I, I reached it. Then I looked for the 3000. Then I looked. So what I meant by that is that just go on the, as they say, baby steps, just move. And had I moved and then thought, oh, I can't make it. Oh, this is going to be only for two days, three days. No. So therefore, that thing, remember what I said about these uh, waist size going from 38, I want to go to 32. That is my ideal. That is my worthy ideal that I had to actually put in my mind, in the center of my mind and say, that's my worthy ideal. That is absolutely brilliant. I actually put myself on mute and I sat back because I knew that you had some stuff that you were going to drop on us right now. And I really wanted my clients. I didn't want any interruption from myself. And that was absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love it, man. Anyone that's listening to the show within an earshot, listen to that part of the episode. If you want to share this episode with anyone, that's the part I really want you to look at because the results are results based on the action that he actions that he's taken. And you can't expect the right results if you don't take the right action. You have I tell people all the time that I live in the execution world. I talked to one of my clients the other day and I told him, because he said to me, if you look at a bottle, right? And he says this is half full. Is it half empty or half full? And I said to him, my brain doesn't work that way. So for me, that's like an unfair question. And he said, and he had the third option, right? And he says, well, for him, he looks at it and says, 
maybe he just needs to fill up the other part of the bottle. So he doesn't look at it as half empty as half full. He looks at it as being an opportunist. And now I have an opportunity, right? So instead of living that limited mindset of things are one way or this way, maybe I can just do it the way I want to and just make it better. But I also told him that and to me, while you're doing that, you need to also celebrate your wins. You feel better. You have more energy. Your sleep improved. Your A1C got better. Your waist circumference. Think about it. I don't mind if I, I don't know your age, but do you mind I tell my audience your age? No, no, no. Uh, 49. 49 years old with a 31-inch waist. Think about that. A 49-year-old with a 31-inch waist. I mean, that in itself is like, you're like a beautiful butterfly. Like You're like a unique, beautiful butterfly. Like That does not happen, people. And this is why I talk about the matter of a mind experience. This is why I have my show and I bring on fantastic guests and doctors and scientists and I share my expertise because these, there's so many things that are possible by making changes and living your life the way you know you can live your life and don't let things hold you back. Go ahead, Cap. But Narado, can I say this thing? Because, you know, uh, uh, we're we're all the same, you know, basic human beings. But I found out, you know, what I said about that, about having to stop and think, you know, we can easily forget about these things because we get distracted because of the, you know, because someone may, may be listening now and thinking, oh, it's easy for you to say, maybe you do this, you do that. That's why you're okay. You can do it. And here's the thing. No, all of us are actually challenged with this, which is, whatever things that come into our being as we go about life. And so I have decided to make this uh, stoplight analogy. And then if you go ahead and stick that with what can remind you, can you, can you imagine every day you, walk, you go on the street, you're going to find a, a traffic light. So make that something that reminds you because, you know, all the things we see in life, they remind us of things. And so I want you to stick that analogy so that it reminds you of this. You know, whenever you see it, you you start to smile and think, oh, yes, you know, stop. stop. And think, because, yes, because you know what, whatever it is you're thinking about at that time and moment by that light, you're going to actually maybe use that analogy to it. And then before you know it, you know, it's it's you're gonna stop and think because we don't stop. We just allow thoughts to go and consume us all over. That's normally what we do. And Cap has more to share. Let me tell you, this guy and I have talked a lot already in the last, I would say, month or so. And this episode could go on until tomorrow with all the stuff that we have to share. But unfortunately, we I gotta end it here. Uh, but thank you so much, Kat, for being here. It's a fantastic episode. Maybe later in the year or even next year, I'd love to have you on again and you know share some more of your awesome wins. And uh, this, you're, you're just an inspiration to people all over the world. This is absolutely fantastic. And enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, man? Thank you, Narada. Thank you for having me and wish you all the best. And I really uh, congratulate your listeners for you. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.